0: You're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, AKA FAM. God began the world with the family and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. It's good to see you in church this morning. Yes. It's good to be in church. Pastor Rod, I've missed you. Yeah. I've missed everyone, yeah, so that after church, nobody stones me. You know, the Jews have a culture of stoning people. Hey, Pastor Rod, he said he has missed Pastor Rod. He doesn't miss me. Amen. Amen. So it's good to see you in church. You are welcome once again to Family Alive Ministry. If this is your first time, I wish you would stay forever. Hallelujah. Amen. You can join the singing department. You can join the protocol. And you'll be part of us. So, we are in our year of foundations. We are still digging. Amen. Amen. Tell someone we are still digging. We are still digging. We are digging. digging. Yes. And this is a month of kingdom. Kingdom. So, this morning I want to share one or two things on foundations for worship, foundations for kingdom worship. Foundations for kingdom worship, hallelujah. When we get born again, we are born into God's kingdom, amen. We are born into the kingdom of God. And we become citizens of the kingdom of God. We are born into his kingdom. God is a king, and he is the king over a people. And when we become born again, we are born into this same kingdom, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, there are so many scriptures, so many proofs that God is king and he is king of all. Amen? Amen? In Revelation chapter 1 verse 6, the Bible says that we have been made, a kin, uh, um, uh, we have been made kings and priests unto our God. We have, been made, we have been made kings and priests. Now, if we have been made kings and priests, then who is God our Father? His king. Right? So we are kings after his kind. We are priests after his kind. Amen. Amen. I want us to read a scripture from John chapter 4, verse 20 to 24, and that's going to be my main text for this morning's worship. Do you believe that the sermon is part of worship? Yeah. Right. John 4:20. Now, the whole of John chapter 4 talks about the encounter of the Samaritan woman with Jesus at the well of Jacob. So, verse 20 says, Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Verse 24. God is spirit. Tell someone, God is spirit. spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. God is spirit. And those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that this encounter lays a very good foundation for what kingdom worship should be. Right. I'm looking for the scriptures on my phone. Amen. So the woman said, our, our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you do say that in Jerusalem, the place is the place where we ought to worship. So up until the time that Jesus was having this conversation with the Samaritan woman, worship was done in Jerusalem, right? The worship of God was done in Jerusalem. Worship was relegated to a place, and worship was confined to a temple in Jerusalem. And it was only that place that worship was accepted. You just say that worship must be done in Jerusalem. It is for this reason that even when Daniel wanted to pray in captivity he had to face Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Jesus said, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. But we know what we worship. The first point I want to submit to us is that worship is based on relationship. Which is the result or the fruit of knowledge. Worship is based on relationship. What is the fruit or the result of knowledge? You cannot worship what you don't know. You cannot worship an unknown God. Hallelujah. We worship what we know. Can you? (laughs) Are you with me? Right. We we worship what we know. We worship what we know. So ask, ask your neighbor, do you know what you worship? Or do you know who you worship? Hey, we worship what we know, amen. The time is coming where you neither in Jerusalem or this mountain worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, what a shock. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, for salvation is of the Jews. No one can say they worship God without knowing God. So God, as a king, has been revealing himself through the ages. One of the reasons why Jews read scriptures from the scroll is because truth is not taken at once. Truth is unfolded. So they open a bit of the scroll and read and close it because truth is unfolded. If God reveals all of himself at once, we can't take it. And that is why for, for us to even see him face to face, we have to die. H. Someone said, we don't want to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die. <laughs> Right. We have to die. Because that's another level of living. Death is the cessation of one life and the entrance into another kind of life. For the Bible says that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But we are members of his body, of his flesh and his bones, not his flesh and blood. Right. So we we are going to have another body that has no blood. But that is animated by the Holy Spirit. Then we can see him. So God doesn't reveal himself at once. In Genesis, he revealed himself to Abraham as the sufficient God. He says that I am your great reward. I am your sufficiency. Walk before me and be upright. Then from there he was revealing himself by his names. Now at a point in time when Moses asked him, what is your name? He said, I am who I am. Or I will be who I will be. In other words, as far as your faith can stretch, I can become to you. Because you cannot contain me in one name. Aye asha aye. I am that I am. Or yod he vav he, I am that I am. Which sounds like Jehovah, amen. So when we sing Yahweh, we are trying to sing the God that is. And with a blank check faith, we can receive anything we want to receive from him, amen. What he was saying is that you can't put me in the, you can't put me in one name, right? So when Jesus came, Jesus came to bring us the full revelation of God. Hello. Which is also the perfect revelation of God. Are we together? Now I want to make a very serious statement here. Anyone who arises after Jesus to say that he's bringing us another revelation of God is a crook. Yeah. Even the Holy Spirit gives glory to Jesus. He brings us the things that are of Jesus. He doesn't bring us another gospel he brings he brings us the knowledge of jesus why because jesus is the complete the perfect and the final revelation of god now jesus meets this woman in john chapter 4 and he's saying that a time is coming and that time has come when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. This means that up until the time that this conversation happened, until Jesus said this, all the people who worshiped did not worship as true worshipers. Because that's what Jesus is saying, that the time is coming. So before he came, there was no true worshiper, right? Are are you bored with me? (laughs) All right. <laughs> All right. The time is coming and has now come. When the true worshippers do worship the Father in spirit and truth. And he said that for the Father seeks, the Father seeks for such as this. I said that our worship is based on relationship. So you can't worship our Jesus if you don't have a relationship with him. You cannot worship him without knowing him. So the first stage of worshiping God is becoming born again. No one can say they are worshiping God unless they are born again. I don't know how we call it. Whether religion, There's no religion. Because Jesus is the final and the perfect revelation of God. Any other thing, we, we don't know. So it must be of Jesus, right? So if you want to know God, you must know Jesus. It's not about religion. It is the way. And to be a worshiper of God, you must have a relationship with Jesus. So if you find a nice stone at the back of your house, okay, and you decide that this stone which you can carry is your God, we don't know which God we are talking about. Because the one who reveals to us God is Jesus. That, that stone may respond to your faith. Because even in our fallen state, when we believe that we can build skyscrapers, we put it up. So that stone may respond to your faith. It may respond to your desires. But that is not God. Are you with me? That may be something from another kingdom, but that is not God. That is not just, um, how do I put it? That, that is not God, <laughs> amen. Unless it is Jesus who asks you to do that. That is not God. We worship the Father in spirit and truth, because that is what we do in our kingdom, amen. Now, the kingdom of God is not confined by location, right? It's not limited to a house or a place. As a matter of fact, the church is an embassy of the kingdom. The church is just an embassy of the kingdom. And even before the church was instituted, the kingdom was in existence. Um, I, one, once we, we were sharing about the foundations of God's throne, He said righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. So wherever the throne of God is, his kingdom is made manifest. So wherever we can uphold righteousness and justice, the kingdom of God is there. So we can uphold righteousness and justice in politics. Yes in the accountant's office, in the headmaster's office. Okay, so once we can uphold righteous, righteous, righteousness, and <laughs> justice, the throne of God is there. So the kingdom of God is not, is not relegated to a place or um, a house per se, but it fills every place. God is in culture, but God is greater than culture. Yeah, so the kingdom of God is in, in every place, but goes beyond places, Are we together. So everywhere the rulership of God is, his kingdom is made manifest. And so Jesus was saying, a time is coming where the, the truth, the substance of all that has happened in time past is that people are going to worship God everywhere because God is king over every place. Psalm 24 verse one, the earth belongs to God and the fullness of it, the world and the people who are are found in it because he founded it upon the waters. He established it upon the seas. I've mixed it up. All right. Hallelujah. You just are in your head. That is what happens. Okay. Worship is for expression. Worship is for expression. Worship is for expression. Are we together? Are you staying in church? Are you having fun? Right. Worship is for expression. Worship is for expression. It is easy to say that I worship Jesus. Okay? But worship is to be expressed. So aside saying that I worship God. Father, I worship you. We bow down in worship. We must express our worship. Let's look at the scripture in um, Revelations chapter 4. Revelations chapter 4. Revelations chapter 4. Reading from verse 9. Whenever the living... Okay, so this was a vision that John the Apostle saw. He saw the throne of Jesus and some wonderful, fantastic beings. Amen. Angels and all. And in verse 9, he's saying that whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne, and worship him who lays forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. You are worthy, O Lord. Tell your friend you are worthy, O Lord. Not your friend is not (laughs) right. You are worthy, O Lord. As a matter of fact, we can't give God anything. Yes. We cannot give God anything. But then we are encouraged to bring to God our worship. They said you are worthy let's go back to verse 4 verse 10 sorry the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns and that's something i want us to take note of the casting of the crowns before the throne and they say you are worthy so even before they spoke there was an action worship i said must be expressed Or our worship is for expression our worship is for expression by actions and words and if there should be any order the actions must precede our words. because one day jesus said these people worship me with their lips but their hearts are far away from me now i have already said that our worship is based on relationship and relationships begin from the heart Yes, we may make our minds to, you know, make friends, but it's not that deep until you commit your heart. So to be in a relationship with God is a matter of the heart. And Jesus said, these people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. But when our hearts are given to God, every other thing that is connected to our lives is already lost. And that is why Jesus said that blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs belong the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. In other words, on earth you may see them as rich people, but in their spirit they are poor. How is that so? In their hearts, they are not holding on to anything. So if God appears and says, give me your car, it's already gone. It is gone. The guy's heart is gone. What is he holding on to? If God says, give me your time, it is gone. If God says, give me your energy, it is gone. Because in his heart, poor in spirit, not physically. Before you say that, oh, the Bible says we should be poor. Look, this church is full of multi-billionaires. Yes. It's a matter of time. If you like, don't believe it. It's a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not talking about physically being poor. He's talking about not holding on to anything because your heart has been given to him. And when your heart goes, everything else goes. Remember the story of Abraham. God said, give me your son, your only son whom you love. See, to say give me your son is enough. God says, no, I want to rub it in for you to know what I'm talking about. Your only son. And he didn't stop there, he said, Whom you love. And love is a matter of the heart. So what happened in Genesis? Abraham took Isaac to, I mean, the altar. was about to strike him. A ram was seen, caught in the bush, and all that. But in Hebrews, the Bible says that by faith, Abraham offered Isaac. So in Abraham's heart, Isaac was gone. Isaac was gone because he believed God that if the same God says that Isaac is the child of promise and through him his word will be fulfilled, then God must be capable to raise him up if I offer him so that the word of God can come to pass. So I will kill Isaac because I know that God cannot lie. And so in his heart, Isaac was gone, even though physically we didn't see him strike Isaac. Are we together? Right. And whatever our lives are made up of, our worth, you know, sometimes you read the news and you hear, um, um, yeah, Elon Musk, worth, and then there's a figure. I don't know how to calculate that. <laughs> there's a figure. Whatever your worth is, whatever you have achieved in life, okay, is as a result of To an extent, your love, your passion, your time, your energy. And all these are contained in your crown. And the crown signifies your glory, your honor, and your power. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, you are worthy. The crown, the crown, it stands for glory, honor, and power. As a matter of fact, the crown you wear signifies who you are. Yeah. So when you see a certain crown on a Saturday morning, mm, you know that somebody is being taken yeah, to another home because it's a wedding day. Are you with me? Right. So the kind of crown you wear, signifies your glory it signifies your honor your elevation your promotion and your power power is the ability to influence things or to control things and all these must be cast down and when they cast it down what did they say verse 11 you are worthy o lord to receive glory and honor and power. They cast down the crown, but they say you are ready to receive what? Glory, and honor, and power. Then It continues to say that, for you created all things, and by your will they exist, and were created. So like I said, actually there is nothing we can give to God, because God created all things, And by his will, they exist. By his will, they exist. And were created. So if someone would die, God has permitted it. Because sometimes people die, we pray, they don't come back. God has permitted it. If you are alive, it's because of God. If you are beautiful. You know, sometimes when we are leading worship, you say, come on, bless the Lord, thank the Lord. It's not because of your beauty. Even the beauty is not yours. It's not because of your intelligence. It is not even yours. As a teacher, when I see some people, the same class, teach the same concept, by the time you finish, people, I mean, they have it. The rest, like us. <laughs> we have to read and read and read and read it's because it is God who permits it and God is fair because even the one who is like me who is reading and reading has something that that person who can just sit in the class and listen and get it doesn't have Yeah, it's just a matter of discovery because God is fair God is not a cheat So, everything is of God. Actually, there's nothing we can give to God except what He has given to us. So, all the glory, all the honor, and all the power, the crown belongs to Him. And that is why, at any point in time, when He beckons, when He calls on us to worship, we must be in a hurry because it belongs to Him. And by His will, we exist. By His will, we exist. For you created all things, and by your will, they exist. Amen. I said one or two things. Okay, so I'm about to close. In worship, we don't tell God what we don't mean. Right. So we act our worship, and we also speak. We express our worship through our actions and our words. We don't tell God what we don't mean. Amen. What is it? We bow, down. we have to bow. What do you think? Well, God doesn't play with words. And that is why sometimes when you ask a prophet, what is God saying? He will keep quiet. Okay. Genuine prophets are not speaking all the time. Sometimes a word can last for 25 years. God says, I'll give you a child. Abraham hears it when he was 75. Or, oh, yeah. When did the child come? 100 years. It's still a prophetic word. So, I mean, good prophets, they don't talk all the time. They are not soothsayers. So please don't, don't twist the hands of your prophets. So, man of God, give me a word by force, you know. <laughs> and you sow a seed on top just to facilitate the wheel of prophecy <laughs> no because god doesn't talk all the time he, he 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 takes words seriously i'm just trying to say that in worship we say what we mean so if you say we left our hands our hands must go up yes because worship is for expression it must go up. We can say we lift our hands and we are typing on our phone. Hallelujah. <laughs> because say we lift our hands and the hands are in the pockets. Unless we don't mean it. If you don't mean it, don't say it. But if you are saying it, you must mean it. Because God doesn't play with words. When he, in fact, the, the, huh, the power of God's integrity is such that if you see something which is white and God says it is black, it is in your own interest to say it is black. But by the time you turn, it will become black. So, because his word and his essence, substance, are inseparable. And we are of him. We are all born again. We are in a relationship with him. So if we are worshiping him, we must mean what we say. When we say we bow, then we must bow. And I'm going to give some instances in the word of God that shows that in worship we have to bow. Hallelujah. I'm talking about foundations for worship. Amen. Yes. We must bow. Hallelujah. So we tell God what we mean. Are we together? Quickly, I just want to run through some, some express forms of worship. Actually, the word worship means to lie prostrate. That's what it means. So anytime. In Bible days, people were communicating, they said worship, it meant lying prostrate. That's the literal sense, lying prostrate, okay? But by extension, total means submitting. So if you say you worship God, it means you have submitted to him. So worship is a life dedicated to God. So the songs we sing, whatever we do, they are just branches of worship, subsidiaries of worship. But worship means a life dedicated to God, a life submitted to God. Hallelujah. I'm closing in five minutes. Is it okay? (laughs) Right. So let's look at some express forms of worship. Psalm 141 verse 2. Let my prayer be unto you like incense. And the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Another meaning of worship is sacrifice or offering, right? And so the lifting up of our hands is a form of sacrifice. Jesus said that a time is coming where whatever we do is the true worship. So, instead of offering an actual evening sacrifice in Jerusalem, you can lift up your hands. And that is actually true worship. Because you are born again, you are filled with his spirit, you are of him, you can lift up your hands. And that is evening sacrifice. So, all that happened before the death of Jesus. They were all shadows or they were all types, right? And we are living the substance. So, we can lift up our hands. That is our evening sacrifice unto God. Amen. Bowing down, Psalm 95, verses 1 to 6. I want to dwell on verse 6, but let's read from verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. So singing is one of the forms of worship. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Shouting is another form of worship. (laughs) Yeah. No, like um, Dave the Music Box said, sometimes when you're in church and the word hits you, just shout. You know? yeah. Nobody will arrest you. It's, it's for free. Yeah. So come, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a form of worship. Thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with sounds. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. Hallelujah. In his hands are the deep places of the earth. God can give you a portion. Yes, because in his hands are the deep places of the earth. If we worship him in spirit and truth. Verse 5. All right. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands formed the dry land, verse six. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. So kneeling is a form of worship. As a matter of fact, there are prayers you cannot pray on your feet. There are prayers you cannot pray sitting. There are prayers you must, when you enter into that place, you will know. You know, Paul said that for this cause I bow my knees. When you are making supplication against all us, In God's courts, it's like you are in in the judicial um, sense, the lawyers are here, you know, and every evidence is against you. You make supplication. It's not I command, I I bind. You make supplication. You make supplication. And you, you make supplications on your knees. There are prayers we pray on our knees. There's a time for that. You go on your knees, Father, this one here. If the devil works me, I come to you. Now, this one, your word is against me, but have mercy. Mercy, Lord. You do that on your knees. Hallelujah. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Now, NIV says, Come, let us bow in worship. Not let us bow in worship. For his, uh, verse five, verse six, please. Come, let us bow down in worship. So in worship, we bow down. There's a place for bowing. Amen. So usually I say that, if we're in a place and we said ah, the worship the atmosphere is so good, there must be a, a point where you bow down because the word worship proskuneo it means to lie prostrate or to bow. Hallelujah. Are you with me or you're not coming? Singing. Have I mentioned singing? Psalm ninety six one to four. Psalm ninety six. I'm closing. Sing to the Lord a new song. Have you been in that place where you are just waiting for a song to worship? You know, we are in church and you're in this prison worship thing. What are they doing? You are waiting. The song is not coming. No, it says sing to the Lord a new song. Sing. So we don't have to wait for a song. Actually, that's where this the song comes from. Sing, to, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord, all the earth. Sing a holy song from your heart. Yeah. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And like I said, worship is the result of knowledge. So if we know what God has done for us, we will not wait to be cajoled, to be persuaded. Come on, lift your hands and lift your hands and lift your hands. <laughs> Our <laughs> worship leaders, no more breast. Huh, <laughs> Charlie. Come on, somebody clap your hands. No, just sing unto the Lord a new song. Yeah. Because we know what God has done for us. We know what God we know where we are coming from. Unless you don't know where you, me, I know where I'm coming from. Hey, I thank God that I'm saved and I'm part of the church. by now, Sunday morning. I'm feeding omoto and I'm playing soccer. Yeah. But it said, Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord. all the. Verse 2. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. So a form of praise is proclaiming his salvation. You know, it's not only clapping of hands. That's part of worship, part of praise. But sometimes they say, Come on, give the Lord a praise. Then we just clap and stop. Clapping is part. But it also means proclaim his salvation, his mighty deeds, his great works. So when you say praise the Lord, we must find words. Yeah, especially the men. Because when you are going to woo a woman, oh. hey, verse uh, 3. Verse 3. Verse 3. I'm still preaching. Verse 3. When you are going to woo a woman, you can write poems and sing songs. Worship the Lord. Then all the ways have run away. <laughs> right. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Verse 4. For great is the Lord, and most worthy of praise he is to be feared above all gods. Verse 5. For all the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Right. Can we look at verse 6? Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. God is great. Oh, if you want to clap, you can just give the Lord a clap offering. Right. Let's look at verse 4 again. Psalm 96, verse 4. Is that it? Verse 5, please. For all the gods. Hallelujah. God is good. Then you are talking about singing as an express form of worship. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit loves singing. He loves singing. So please, find your good voice. Sing unto the Lord. But sometimes when you say, sing, though, me, I don't have a nice voice. No. Very soon, I'll be scouting up. I'll pull people to join the choir myself. It's not about the voice. We just need you to sing, that's all. Hallelujah. Yeah. So so let's make time to sing to God. Let's make time to sing to God. Amen. More prayer, more singing too. You know, after the um, apostles, was it Paul and Silas had prayed, they sang. They sang, and then there was the miracle. So singing is a form of worship. I mentioned sacrifice as a form of worship or our offerings, okay? Offerings, Psalm 50. Psalm 50. Let's read from verse 5. Psalm 50, verse 5. Gather to me my consecrated ones who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the heavens proclaim his righteousness for God himself is judge. Hear, O my people. Let's move to verse 12. Right. If I were hungry, I will not tell you. Verse 14, please. Sacrifice thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the most high. One of the ways by which we say thank you is by offering. Yeah. It's by offering. Because I said earlier that all our glory and our power, okay, all of these are reflections of our time, energy, strength, intellect. So whatever your strength can get for you, you must give back to God. And you give by faith. Not under compulsion, but by faith. But it must come back to God. And that's why if we are truly worshiping God, we don't struggle to give. So let God lead you. It might be that person on the street, but it must be your father and mother, as for them, they are not out. You, you have to give to them. It's called remittance. It's, it's a way of key into blessing. <laughs> now, don't let God lead you. You have to give to them. Yeah. So it might, it might be someone on the street, it might be someone, it might be, let God lead you. But when you come to the church, let me encourage you to always come with an offering. You know, you don't go before a king empty-handed. Yes. Even in our traditional setting, when you are going to the chief's palace, you go with a gift. If you are serious, you go with a gift. <laughs> you can't just go and see the king or the chief. That's why they say that what they are punching, if you give something to someone and uh, you are looking for it, you don't get it. You can't have your cake and eat it. Uh-huh. You don't go into the presence of a king, empty-handed, and we are talking about God. So you can't come into the house of God. I said the church is an embassy of God's kingdom. You can't come into the house of God without an offering. But let me encourage you to do that. Amen. Here we give by faith. We don't compel people to give. Hallelujah. Right. Hmm. God is good. Another time. God is good. Another time. I want to mention two results of our worship or two rewards of our worship. And we'll end with that, amen. Second Chronicles chapter five, verse 14. Second Chronicles 5, 14. So this was after the temple had been built and Solomon prayed and all that the temple was dedicated. And the Levites, the musicians, with one voice, kept saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. I can only imagine if it were in our days, they would say, because he is good and his mercy shall endure. Because he is good and his mercy shall endure. If he said Oh, je na na doye wot e pise. Oh, je na na doye wot e pise. Oh, je na na Just keep playing. Now, so they were saying that over and over again. Sometimes in worship, we want the last song. Quickly change the song. It's not about changing the song, it's about the knowledge. So they were singing based on knowledge. Because God is good. Why is he good? We've been in captivity and all that. The temple was destroyed, the ark had been taken, and the temple has been built again. So, oh, we know that Adonai is still with us. After all, he has not forsaken us. After all, with all our hard ears, our hard hearts, and God will say, hey, prophet, tell these people, they are my wife, but I have divorced them, and God now will come back for them. And upon all this, they say, ah, so God still, he has still given us the permission to build him a temple. he said, then they started singing. They were just singing it. Oh, just one song, they kept singing it. Look at what happened. Verse 14. Verse 13, please. Verse 13. Let's go to verse 13. The trumpeters and singers joined in unison, asked with one voice to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments. They raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang. He is good. If we say, Oye, his love endures forever. That love can also mean mercy. The Hebrew is Hexed. It means grace. And grace is so deep, you cannot, you cannot define grace. Grace is Jesus. And we are learning to know Jesus. You can't define grace. So sometimes you see grace interpreted as love. Sometimes as loving kindness. But it's too, it's too, too deep. So you add the two, loving kindness. It is so sweet to say tender mercies. In this case, we see love. For his love endures. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Verse 15. Verse 14, please. And the priests and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, but the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. May we come to that place where we worship God from our hearts with understanding, with so much knowledge that God takes over. I believe that there should be a point in service where we don't run the show throughout. Well, that's my personal belief, that we get to a place where God takes over. And it's not about man but it's about Jesus. He walks into the building and everything ceases because he's in the place. Hallelujah. When we worship God from our hearts, when we are willing to, to serve him with our time, energy, and everything and submit to him, his glory fills our temple, fills our bodies, fills our homes, fills our families and our church. Hallelujah. Exodus twenty-three twenty-five. 25, it says that if you shall worship the Lord, Another word for the worship there means if you shall serve the Lord, if you shall serve the Lord, if we shall come to that place where we are serving from our hearts, sometimes God will just take a sickness away because he needs you to serve. If you don't come to church, to church who will play the, the piano? you get it. So something is holding you, back, but God will take it because he needs you to serve. He says that if you shall serve the Lord, I, the Lord, will bless your food and water and I will take away sickness from your land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just mentioning two rewards of our worship. One, His glory fills our temples, fills our homes. If we shall worship those altars, family altars, they'll be broken. Because the glory of God will walk, move into our homes. Those things that follow, follow, follow. And when you look on your left and your right, now some things that are happening. Say, hey, me too, I'm married though. I say I'm born again, it only happened to me. No, the glory of God will fill the house. And he says that, if you shall serve me, if you shall worship me, I will bless your food and water. You don't even have to say, God bless me. No, he says, I will bless. And I will take away sickness from your midst. Can we just be in worship? We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.